Welcome back to Boozy Bracketology, where we're the home of strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. As always, my name is Jeff, and I'm going to be your host tonight as we continue our dive into this worst comic book movie bracket. With us tonight, we've got the round table of comic book nerds. But let's take a quick second to find out how they're doing and what's in their glass before we dive in. Up first, we've got Tony. Tony, how are you doing tonight, and what is in your glass? Hey, Jeff. I'm doing pretty good. Um, been a long day. Had a, had a little bit of a rough workout a little bit earlier, uh, so I'm trying to stay hydrated, and I've just got some water with me tonight. Some of that lovely H2O sounds great. Uh, up next, we've got Chris. Chris, how are you doing, and what's in your glass? Uh, Jeff, I'm going to be a broken record here. Uh, um, I have water as well, still on my cleanse. Um, but no, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the cleanse ending at some point in the future because I would like to start drinking again. That sounds great. I've actually been told that, uh, one of the mating ingredients in alcohol is water. So, you know, that could possibly be part of a cleanse. Who knows? Uh, with us again and up next, we've got Jason. Jason, how are you doing and what's in your glass? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Uh, Right now, I'm just sipping some water. Uh, it's uh, one of those nights where the booze will not be flowing here in this household. We said strong drinks, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's in the log line for the show. Home of water, some opinions, <laughs> and maybe a third place runner-up. Who knows? This is boozy-ish bracketology. Uh, well, let's see if we can keep this broken streak going. Uh, Jen, how are you doing tonight? And what's in your glass? I'm sorry. I am drinking some nice, refreshing Berry Blend V8 Splash. Oh, God, that's not water. <laughs> it's a strong drink, though. That's the strongest <laughs> drink so far. That does sound pretty strong. <laughs> All right, well. Hopefully this guy can help me out tonight, and I won't be the only one here holding on and trying to hold on to our namesake here. But Mike, how are you doing, and what's in your glass? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, I'm doing well. I uh, picked a, uh, a can out of my fridge that I wonder why I did not feature in either of the two previous rounds, which actually had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Because this is the Tubular Bomb New England-style IPA from Sloop and Orono Brewing Companies. Uh, It's a solid New England IPA. I feel like I've had so many New England-style IPAs uh, over the past pretty much year just because it's the style that I'm really into now that – they start to blend together a little bit, but it's it's still a very good beer. It goes down very nice. Um, And I just wanted to say that I'm happy that Jen is coming right after Jason in the sequencing because I'm really looking forward to Jen calling Jason an ignorant slut at least once during this bracket. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I, I hope that it does. Well, we can only hope for so long. But rounding it out tonight, I am actually, after finishing my bottle from the last show, uh, just cracked open a brand new bottle of Monkey Shoulder. So I'll be giving that a a drink tonight. That's... Uh, one of my favorites to dive into. Just a bit too easy to drink sometimes. <laughs> With that, I get to host the rest of the show. And we're going to dive right in. Our first matchup tonight is our number one seed, Son of the Mask, versus our number 16 seed, Man of Steel. With the first decision on the board is Tony. So yeah, you know, we can sit here and we can have strong opinions about these films. Or we can just call it a day. No, no, of course. Of course, I have some opinions about these films. Um, everybody's going to say about Man of Steel that, oh, it's not Superman. You know, Superman would never kill. But sorry if you haven't seen the movie. Why are you, Why the hell are you listening to this podcast? Um, I think Henry Cavill does a, a really good job. And I think Man of Steel is one of the better DC films. I know it's not saying much. But as as far as DC film goes, it's one of the better. Son of the Mask is just a film that should have never, would have never, and by God, could have never have been made. But somehow it did. Uh, 
it's just nowhere near anything that the original mask was. It's not even as good as the sequel to the mask. It's just a weird movie about a baby who gets Loki's mask. Uh, with that, it gets my vote. We'll talk about it more, I'm sure. And the number one seed, Son of the Mask, picks up the first vote. Chris? Uh, so, Son of the Mask, I've got to I've got to brag on a little bit because there is something about that movie that I absolutely love. Um, that movie stars two, two, an actor and an actress that I, I genuinely like. Uh, first, the actor is Alan Cumming because, like, literally everybody likes Alan Cumming. Uh, the actress is a woman by the name of Trailer Howard. Now, the only reason... I know who Trailer Howard is, is because, well, though there's two reasons. One is, if you remember the TV show Monk, she was Monk's assistant after the first assistant left. Two, she went to Florida State University, so you know I've got to back my Seminoles whenever I can. But even with that, I cannot make sense of Son of the Mask. I can't. It's it's terrible. I, the best thing I can think of is that this was an attempt at a money grab like 15 years too late without Jim Carrey. With Jamie Kennedy? Jamie Kennedy? Oh, no, 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 no. Man of Steel is... Okay, I'm going to say something controversial here. Man of Steel is the second best Superman movie ever made. It's Superman 2 and then Man of Steel. Don't come at me with Superman 1. It is an hour and a half long of exposition with a little bit of punchy punchy. Don't come at me with Superman Returns because no. Man of Steel is the second best Superman movie ever made. It does not deserve to be on this list, but the Zack Snyder haters, and I'm not one of them. I don't like him, but I don't hate him. It's not a bad movie. Son of the Mask is. Son of the Mask, get the hell into the next round. And Son of the Mask picks up a second vote. Jason? Yeah, this uh, Man of Steel movie's lucky. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you, Chris. uh, Man of Steel, I do not enjoy. I I think we we talked about this once before. Uh, Jen and I uh, mentioned it once. Uh, I think Henry Cavill does a much better Geralt of Rivia than he does Superman. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the Man of Steel. I'm not a fan of the new Superman. Uh, there's another one coming up later. Uh, so, hint, hint. But, The Son of the Mask, what a god-awful movie that was. I mean, that's the one where I think the dog wears the mask, right? I, I, I said it once before. I, I think it was the first bracket when I was talking about Richie Rich. Uh, I don't like uh, movie critics who pan movies aimed at children from the perspective of an adult. Uh, Some of the mask is a movie that I don't know a single kid who even liked. So it was a swing and a miss, even with the demographic it was aiming for, and it wasn't enjoyable for adults to watch. It's garbage. Some of the mask man of steel. You're lucky. And some of the mask picks up the third vote. Jen. Yeah. I mean, I can't really say anything that hasn't been said already. Um, I actually, I, I mean, like Jason said, uh, Cavill definitely does a better Geralt of, of Rivia. Um, but that's not to say that he wasn't a good Man of Steel, because I actually, you know, he, he did a decent job. And I, and I do like this movie. Son of the Mask was hot garbage. Um, I think that's just my phrase when it comes to, like, all, all the movies I don't like on here. It's just hot garbage. It was a pointless movie. Um like Jason said, I don't know any kid that actually liked this movie. It completely misses target demographic. Um, so I am going to be going for Son of the Mask. And Son of the Mask picks up a fourth vote. Mike? So what we have here is a reboot that tons of people wanted versus a sequel nobody wanted. And we talk a lot about expectations here. So in one sense, that should lean you one way. But here's the thing. Does Man of Steel still have flaws? Yes, absolutely. Henry Cavill's not really one of them. I actually think he does a very good job uh, in the role. And ultimately, if you put it on, you're not going to hate yourself. Whereas if you're watching Son of the Mask, about 10 to 15 minutes into it, you're going to start doing some reflection and thinking, where did I go wrong? What are the, What choices did I make in my life that have led me to this moment when I'm watching this 
absolutely atrocious piece of cinematic trash. Son of the mask, sweep it, move it on. And that it does with its fifth vote. Son of the mask will be moving on. Our next matchup is the eight seed, the kitchen versus the number nine seed, Batman V Superman up first, Chris. This is actually an interesting matchup to me because on one of these movies, you have three actors that really like, I was looking forward to this movie because it really could have been an interesting character study in what happens in 1970s New York when the wives of the gangsters have to take over and run Hell's Kitchen. That's what it, that's what the movie's about. And then the movie fails to execute on every freaking level. The movie's atrocious. It's not fun at all. Um, I feel really bad because, you know, it's Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss, if I'm not mistaken. And I think Brian Darcy James is in that. Uh, I've, a guy, he's a Broadway actor, and he's phenomenal. But... Like every person in that movie, the three main leads all can do better and deserve so much better than what that movie gave them. It was formulaic. It was like it felt cookie cutter. And I didn't feel for any of the characters. Then you get to Batman v Superman, the Dawn of Justice, because that made sense. Um, the only thing more nonsensical than some of the decisions and the acting choices and the plot of the kitchen is Martha. Like, how in the hell is that what ties this all together? I was out on Batman v Superman when I saw Batman get in the Batmobile and start gunning people down. Like, legit mounted a machine gun in the Batmobile and started mowing people down. Hashtag not my Batman. It re- it, 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 this is the thing. This is the thing. Hold on. I'm going to another place here. The best part of Batman v Superman is Ben Affleck's Batman. And it's not even close. Ben Affleck's Batman is awesome. And it's everything else around him that ruined that movie. Not Henry. Henry Cavill's fine. But everything else in that movie is just hot garbage. That includes the weird-ass Lex Luthor, someone drinking piss. I, what the... F- what happened to that damn movie? Oh, my God. No. Batman v Superman deserves to go the hell home. I'm way over on my time, and I don't even care. Uh, move Batman v Superman on because like X-Men Apocalypse, I have a lot more bitching to do. And the first vote goes to Batman v Superman. Jason? Yes, yes. Let's dive into this here. This is fun. Okay, I, I'm going to continue from uh, the Man of Steel earlier. Uh, I, I just want to say about Henry Cavill. I, I'm, sh- I'm kind of shocked. I, I'm not on the Henry Cavill Superman train. I... I love Henry Cavill as Geralt because of his personality in real life. He is—he has no charisma. He has no endearing qualities to me. As I mean, I love the guy, but he's no Christopher Reeves, right? Christopher Reeves as Clark Kent was endearing. He—he he had charisma. He was likable. I don't get that from Henry Cavill when he, you know, and, and that's part of the Superman uh, shtick, right? Uh, so I, I don't get it. I, I don't like Henry Cavill as Superman. I mean, yeah, he's ripped, sir, but. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, the Kitchen, it's an okay movie. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was not memorable. It's not worth mentioning, really, in, in the second viewing. Uh, but just to be controversial here and, and talk about it more, I'm going to have more fun uh, panning Batman, or, excuse me, uh, Superman later. So uh, I'm going to choose Batman versus Superman. And Batman v Superman picks up a second vote. Jen? Yeah, so... My opinion doesn't really differ that much from um, Chris and Jason. Uh, the Kitchen was all right. It, it wasn't great. I mean, it had so much more potential than I think we got from it. Um, whereas Batman versus Superman, I, I was confused going into it because I'm like, why? Why are we even doing this? Batman versus Superman. I mean, it, it's so nonsensical to me. Like, I don't know. It just it just didn't make sense. Um, but yeah, I think I, it's it's going to be one of the things where they're both kind of on the same level. They're an eight and nine seed. It's just, who am I going to have more fun bashing later? I'm going to have more fun bashing Batman versus Superman. So I'm going to go Batman be Superman. 
And Batman v Superman picks up the important third vote, but we still need to hear from Mike and Tony. Mike, go ahead. So even though I know that it's already moving on, I do. I just want to go ahead and tell my Batman versus Superman story real quick. Uh, I went to go see this with my wife, Nikki, uh, who is a, a pretty big Superman fan. She she knows a lot of the rest of the DC comics, but she's she's mostly only vaguely familiar with a lot of it. And we go to see it. And in the very beginning, there's the montage where you see the gravestones of uh, Bruce Wayne's parents, Thomas and Martha Wayne. And shit you not. Nikki leans over to me and she goes, wait, Batman's parents, Batman's mother is named Martha too. At the time I just said, oh yeah, that's kind of an interesting coincidence. Never thought of that before. Thought nothing of it. Two hours later, that was the funniest damn thing because that was legitimately a major plot point in the movie and I could not believe it. And it was so hilarious in hindsight, but it also made that moment potentially even more cringeworthy for me than it was for most of the rest of the audience. Now, I agree with everybody that preceded me. The kitchen should have been way better, especially given the talent involved. Those three women, fantastic actresses. It should have been a better movie. The script did them a disservice. Ultimately, though, is worst you can say about it, it was basically forgettable. Unfortunately, Batman versus Superman continues to live on in all of our collective consciousness so we'll be talking about it more later and that gets my vote and batman v superman picks up a fourth vote tony i'm i'm just gonna keep a lot of this to myself because i i guess i'm gonna be pulling out some gloves to fight for it in the next round i still enjoyed batman versus superman um it makes sense if you've read the dark knight returns by frank miller it's a phenomenal comic book movie Okay, Chris, I'm saying this plot line still makes sense. Batman versus Superman as a as a plot device makes sense. Batman is killed before. I don't agree with the machine gun, but it, if you guys don't know this, Chris is flicking me off over, over Skype. Um, Henry Cavill as Superman is not your 1930s golden era Superman. Sure, I agree with that. Dark Sun, Superman, anything from the 1980s or 90s where, you know, DC actually grew up and did an actual storyline. Henry Cavill fits perfectly. Yeah, he's not campy. He's not the bumbling, tumbling idiot of a Kansas City boy that Clark Kent was. But neither was the Superman that he his character is based on. Um, I think he he does it well. And yeah, the Martha storyline is dumb. We both. If you're a fan of DC Comics, you both already knew that their mother's name is Martha. Um, I've read a lot of DC Comics in my lifetime, probably more than even Marvel Comics, because I've always said that DC does more comic books better. But this isn't based on the mo- the comics. This is based on the movies themselves. Uh, but I, I still think that The Kitchen would have gotten my vote here. And The Kitchen picks up a vote, preventing the sweep. Our next matchup is... The five seed of the 2019 Hellboy versus the 12 seed of X-Men Origins. With the first vote, we've got Jason on the board. Uh-oh. Ooh. I hear noise behind me. I think something's happening. The dog's probably going crazy. They, they probably heard uh, who I was going to vote for on this one. Um, so, I don't know. Did, did... Does anybody actually like the new Hellboy? Because I'm going to admit, I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed the Hellboy story. And um, a lot of people probably disagree with me. But it it was one of the better, I guess, continuations, reboots, whatever you want to call it. Because I like David Harbour. I hear he's not a very nice guy in person. But I was kind of on the fence about him taking over. Uh and he did a decent job of it. So I didn't hate the movie. Um, I enjoyed it. Now, X-Men Origins Wolverine? Uh, yeah, nonsensical. Uh, that was probably one of my least favorite stories in the X-Men series. And I love Wolverine. So, so I don't go over my time. I'm just going to lay it out. I'm voting for X-Men Origins Wolverine this time. I enjoyed Hellboy. X-Men Origins Wolverine picks up the first vote. Jen? Jason, you ignorant slut. 
Yes! <laughs> so, I really, really did not like Harbor as Hellboy. He's not Ron Perlman, um, who I think just did the best iteration of Hellboy. Um, and yeah, I have met him. He's not the nicest person in the world. But that has nothing to do with his acting, and that's what I'm looking at here, and I just don't see it. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, it had shitty Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds rectified that. I'm I'm okay there. But, you know, Leave Schre- I don't know how to pronounce his name. Leave Schreiber? That's Sabretooth? I don't... I thought he did a great job. He... he he and Hugh Jackman look enough alike where they could be siblings. But um, I think just on that, I, I, I enjoyed watching X-Men Origins Wolverine more so than I did Hellboy. I guess it's because I've always been like a diehard um, Ron Perlman Hellboy fan. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and vote for X-Men or No, 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 Hellboy. Sorry. Woo! Almost went the wrong way there. And Hellboy picks up its first vote. Mike? You know, I'm going to agree with Jen a little bit because Ron Perlman was my Hellboy. Uh, I thought both the first two Hellboy movies were really good to great. I actually thought The Golden Army was better than the first one. I would have liked to have seen that series continued. It didn't, and to me that's unfortunate, but I didn't really need... The, the gritty reboot with David Harbour. I love David Harbour, nothing against him. I just didn't need it. Like, I had my Hellboy movies. I wasn't, Hellboy was never a character that I was super into, so I was I was completely happy with that. Meanwhile, you know what I needed? I needed my, growing up, favorite X-Man on the screen, and that was Gambit. You know what I got? I don't know what that was, but it wasn't Gambit. It was an atrocity. I, I, a lot of people love to talk about Deadpool and how yeah, they so is it, so does Malshut and made him this like weird, incomprehensible sort of baddie at the end and whatever. And yeah, that was bad. Gambit to me was what just sealed the badness that was X Men Origins Wolverine. I, it wasn't a holy unenjoyable movie i guess i i think jen also made a good point lee f schreiber was very good as Sabretooth. i enjoyed watching him chew the scenery alongside hugh jackman but i but i'm kind of also with jason like i thought the new hellboy was okay it wasn't the ron perlman hellboys but i i didn't hate it so uh just for butchering the character of gambit screw you x-men origins wolverine you're getting my vote and X-Men Origins Wolverine picks up a second vote. Tony? Yeah, I I don't know. I Going into Hellboy, um, I was really hoping that David Harbour was going to be able to pull off. Because when I think about Hellboy from the Dark Horse comics, you know, he's got that grittier side. He's not. Ron Perlman did a fantastic job, and I will always love the Guillermo del Toro films. Um, but he was almost a little too happy with the character. As funny as that is. Um, <laughs> and it, I don't, it wasn't David Harbour's fault that just, it had a poor script. Nothing really worked out well on that film. Um, it's been Origins of Wolverine. I, I think people, you know, yeah, you can get upset with the Gambit, but he was in the film for all of like two minutes. Two minutes. That's the, you could hardly, did they even refer to him as Gambit in that film? Because I don't think they did. I think they just called him um, by his, his last name. And he was still a Louisiana boy, so that made me happy. Because, you know, that's something that gets forgotten about Gambit a lot. Um, I think Deadpool, at the very end, he felt very shoehorned, felt very off. But the majority of that movie did a, a fairly decent job at, at actually explaining some of the enigma that is Logan. I mean, his character is wrapped in a lot of dark mystery and to see that he's been fighting his whole life just for a place to belong. And, and still by the end of that, having his whole entire family taken away from him, 
you still see that it, it just adds to the story that he goes through later on. Uh, I enjoy the, the Origins film. I think it's one of the better original X-Men movies. Uh, so Hellboy will get my vote. And Hellboy picks up its second vote, leading us to a 2-2 tie. Putting it on Chris, but first, will anyone like to use a buzzer beater? No, but I do have a, a question. I didn't even hear who you said won, because there was this weird like phone tone beeping thing. Okay, well, it's currently a 2-2 tie, and we're heading over to Chris to find out who is going to move on to the next round. So this is actually interesting to me, because I, I think I know how I can make everybody happy. And this is going to require some open mind, so real quick. Close your eyes and think about it. Leave Schreiber as Hellboy. You, None of us would hate that, right? None of us would hate that. Lee Schreiber as Hellboy would be really fun. Uh, so listen, uh, the the Ron Perlman Hellboy is not on this list. I'm not going to spend time talking about it. We're talking about David Harbour's Hellboy. I have liked David Harbour since Newsroom. I think he's a really talented actor. I met him at a con, like for the 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 minute and a half we got to talk to him. Perfectly nice guy, but I was also paying him money for an autograph. So hey, you know he probably had incentive to be nice. The version of Hellboy that came out, the the 2017 version, I think you said it was, uh, is directed by a guy named Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall made one of my all-time favorite horror movies of all time. It's that good. I said all time twice. He made a movie called The Descent, which is amazing. Uh, a female-fronted uh, horror movie about cave, cave divers from Australia coming to the U.S. to go cave diving, and then what happens in the caves with the creek. It's amazing. It's an amazing horror movie. Um, it's actually going to be featured next month in the uh, Boozy Bracketology bracket for... Uh, we're doing something with horror movies. I don't even know. Okay. My wife and I have been together for going on 12 years-ish, something like that. Our first date of all time was Saturday night to see X-Men Origins Wolverine. And my wife is still mad at me to this day because I was so excited to go see X-Men Origins Wolverine that I went and saw it on Friday night. So I saw it Friday night and then went again on Saturday night and made the mistake of telling my wife on Saturday night that I'd already seen the movie, even though it just came out the day before, and she has been mad at me ever since. Listen, there's so much nonsensical crap happening inside of X-Men Origins Wolverine. We talked about Gambit. We've talked about Deadpool. Everyone talks about Deadpool. They sewed his damn mouth shut. Why? I don't know. But are we not going to talk about the fact that they gave us the blob? And they gave us a shitty-ass version of the blob? Like, come on. <laughs> X-Men Origins Wolverine, as good as Hugh Jackman is, as absolutely amazing as Lee Schreiber is, is the worst film. It's not close to me. And I fully will say that I love the new Hellboy. That movie's terrible. It's atrocious. X-Men Origins Wolverine is, Wolverine is worse. Also, can some... Can someone explain to me why Lee Schreiber wasn't in Logan? That seems like a really odd thing to miss out. He really should have been there at some point. Go I ahead, thought Jeff. he died. Yeah, I, I assumed he was killed along with everybody else when Professor X went insane. Ah, uh, true, true. Yeah, I mean, Sabretooth is probably not going to outlive a lot of right. other humans. Touche. Very good, very good. Well, X-Men Origins Wolverine will be moving on to the round of 32. Our next matchup is the four seed Howard the Duck versus the 13 seed of Men in Black 2. Up first is Jen. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sad that you gave this to me first because it's such an easy choice. Um, I enjoyed Men in Black 2. I, I remember Howard the Duck. I remember him being a little, a little perv. I mean, it was an insane movie for me to see when I was that young because I saw it when it first came out. Um which just aged me, but whatever. I don't care. Um, yeah, Howard the Duck. I'm hoping, I know that they're, they're looking at bringing him back. There was some Easter eggs and stuff with him in it, but um, it was bad. It, 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 I did not enjoy it, even when I went and revisited it as an adult, because it was just, uh, it was bad. Men in Black 2 was fun. You know, it, it was Men in Black, too. It's Men in Black. I like Men in Black. 
So my vote is going to end up going to Howard the Duck. And Howard the Duck picks up the first vote. Mike? So Chris mentioned in the previous round that uh, Bulletproof Monk had made both the best and worst comic movies brackets. Uh, Well, you know what else did? Howard the Duck. And that is so appropriate to me because it is simultaneously a great and terrible movie in its own way. I love Howard the Duck. I watched the absolute shit out of this movie when I lived in Japan because I didn't have barely anything else to watch. Was it appropriate for a six-year-old to be watching? Hell no. But what was weird was, especially in the 80s, it was also completely appropriate for six-year-olds. Like, it was just that... That was the kind of movie that was targeted towards young children in the 80s. I've said it many times. The 80s were a weird and wild time. Howard Duck is great. We revisited it. Uh, Me and my buddy, uh, Aaron, that I've known since I lived in Japan, we revisited it a couple years ago. We had a few beers. We sat down and watched Howard the Duck. It's terrible, but it's in terrible in a good way. It really is. And you know what? The Howard the Duck song is catchy as hell. You know what else had a catchy as hell song? The original Men in Black, which deserved a much better sequel than what I consider to be the mediocrity and that may be even being generous that is Men in Black 2. Absolutely gets my vote here. Men in Black 2 is the worst movie. Men in Black 2 picks up its first vote. Tony? I'm sorry. Howard the Juck as a movie just makes me feel uncomfortable. I feel like I need to save space after that film. Um, I I think Men in Black 2 gets a lot of uh, crap following the greatness that is the original Men in Black. I don't think it's all warranted. I think that there is some some really good moments in the second film. uh, And it also doesn't have a bunch of cockroaches, which is a plus to me. Uh, Howard the Duck, like I said, just makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, on uh, on a few different levels, and and for me, it, them trying to shoehorn him into the Guardians. Uh, if you've watched any of the recent Disney Plus stuff, you know that he's made a, a, another appearance where he's just a drunk. So I guess it's fitting. But yeah, Howard the Duck gets my vote. Howard the Duck picks up its second vote. Chris. To prevent war, the key is on the galaxy is on Orion's belt. When I heard that in the theater, I immediately went to, well, Orion's belt is three stars, but that dog's got a really weird looking thing hanging from its collar or cat. Was it a dog or a cat? I don't even know. And so I'm betting that right there is the galaxy. And then it took two freaking hours to figure that out. Uh, listen, I love I I love Will Smith in that movie. I love Tommy Lee Jones in that movie. Although I don't know why you needed to bring Tommy Lee Jones back. Actually, you know what? That whole that whole revamping of his that no 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 that was an excuse because you made a movie that was really freaking good and you're like I want to recapture that magic again, but we've written ourselves into a corner. Oh no, wait! I have a typewriter and I can write magic undoy thing and it will magically happen. And then, no, we have to put shit in the way of you being able to do that. It's it's contrived screenwriting at its best. It's 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 lazy screenwriting. I'm sorry. Will Smith does everything he can. Laura Flynn Boyle is wonderful in Men in Black 2. But Leah Thompson is in Howard the Duck. Leah Thompson was my childhood. There it is. Lorraine McFly... Oh, I love Howard. I'm sorry. I I do love Howard the Duck. It's not it's not a great movie. And I'm never going to make an argument that it's a great movie, but I like it. I do like it. It's dude. She has sex with a duck. (laughs) She has sex with a duck. Howard the Duck's the better movie. Men in Black 2. Everything about that movie just screamed lazy except for Will Smith's performance. And because of that, move it to the next round. Uh, Well, it seems we have another 2-2 tie here. And in what seems to be the uh, latest fashion, we're putting this in the hands of Jason. So if anyone would like to be 
I think we've only got three more, four more decisions left. If anyone would like to use that buzzer beater, it may be the time to do so now. I can tell you right now, no one's changing my mind on this one. And it doesn't sound like they want to. Go ahead. Howard the Duck. Ooh, come on. Guys, sing it. Oh, here, I'm going to read the lyrics to you, right? I, I was looking this up. This is what it says. He's a funky little feather-bearing waterfowl. Quack right in their face. Ooh, little ducks in the human race come into my tub of love. That's They're talking about a duck, guys. God, I love the Chris. 80s. <laughs> Chris, a duck and Leah Thompson. Why? Why does that... Make me both cringe and excited at the same time. I don't know. It probably says a lot about me. Uh, my wife is probably behind me right now, filling out divorce papers as we speak because of it. But uh, I don't care. I love Howard the Duck. Uh, it shows my age, but it was a classic. Um, so silly, so, so stupid. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. But Men in Black 2, I did enjoy it. It was a fun movie. I, I like all the Men in Black movies, really. Uh, but it was the weaker of them. But against Howard the Duck, uh, I'm going to vote Men in Black 2 as the worst of those two. And Men in Black 2 picks up the crucial third vote, moving it on to the round 32. Our next matchup is the sixth seed of Monkey Bone versus the 11th seed of The Shadow. Up first is Mike. I don't know, guys. This, This is an interesting matchup for me. I actually don't hate either of these movies. Monkey, Monkey Bone was fun. It was it was interesting. It was off kilter and bizarre. It was, it's not a bad way to spend a half an hour, and really neither is The Shadow. It's but The Shadow, I guess, to me is a little more forgettable. It's not awful. It's not great either. Monkey, but that said. I do feel like Monkey Bone. I'm glad. I'm glad that I saw it because it is just this weird kind of artifact of a particular moment in pop culture time, I guess. And you know, but it's not. It's not something that I feel compelled to go see again. Neither. Neither really is the Shadow. But I think if I was forced to make the decision between watching either one of these two movies, I think I'd want to watch the Shadow again because when I saw the Shadow, I was young. And I think I would appreciate it a little more now. I think I might enjoy some of the more noirish aspects of it. So even though it's a little bit of a slog of a movie, I think I think that's I think that's where I'm going to land. It's, I'll be honest; it, it'd been 20 years since I've seen any of these movies. I didn't go back and revisit either of them. Uh, but if I was going to revisit one, I think I would revisit The Shadow. So I'm going to give my vote to Monkey Bone. And Monkey Bone picks up the first vote. Tony. So yeah, um, I don't really remember the shadow in the slightest. Uh, I know I remember that Alec Baldwin is in it, and that's pretty much it. Uh, Monkey Bone, however, had Brendan Fraser in it, and it it kind of stands out to me because it was like I think it came out right before he did the Looney Tunes film. So not only did this man have to work next to Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. But he also had to do this movie with this weird CGI monkey. And it's just an over-the-top weird film. And I think had it not been Brendan Fraser, it would have been bad. It would have just been straight-up awful and probably one of the worst films ever. But I don't know. It's something about Brendan Fraser that just has that charm to it and he makes it enjoyable and weird and wonky and for that i i'm gonna have to give my vote to the shadow and the shadow picks up its first vote chris so this is interesting to me because it's actually if we're having a drinking game for this show me saying this is interesting to me is probably the thing that makes you drink so preemptively tim dipple take a drink uh but this is interesting to me because the the shadow is the movie that I distinctly remember. This sounds really weird, but like just a raging amount of chest hair on a man uh, because Alec Baldwin in that movie has like not shaved or done anything for at least seven years. It's 
it looks like a bear rug on his chest. That being said, that's the only thing about the shadow that's memorable to me. You know what I remember about Monkey Bone? I remember really innovative shots. I remember I remember it being very interesting in, in the, the cinematography. I remember being very creative. I don't remember a whole lot about the plot. If I remember correctly, it's Brendan Fraser has created this cartoon. He ends up trapped in some other alternate reality with his cartoon. I don't remember how that works. But I do remember just coming out of that movie going like, this is at least shot interestingly. Now, I was out of the target demographic for this movie when it came out. And that's when I saw it. So I don't remember being overly impressed. I'm shocked that it was actually based on a comic book. I really kind of, now that I think about it, want to go back and read that comic book. But it's interesting. It, it at least tried something new and something big. And the shadow, I don't have that strong of an emotion for. Because literally the only thing I remember is that wad of chest hair. And that's it. So... I, I'm I'm going with the shadows being the worst movie because Monkey Bone is it, it's it, there are some innovative there's some innovative stuff in there I did enjoy it and the shadow picks up its second vote Jason Uh yeah um I'm not gonna add too much um, I feel like Jen and I have talked about this before um, we we both love Brendan Fraser as an actor um, we've talked about it I think on one of the other podcasts we've talked about it in person and. He's underappreciated, and I think Monkey Bones probably his least appreciated movie. And as crazy as it was, yeah, I think it was. I think he he played a character who was in a coma, and it was like it was all in his head. Uh, so it was all crazy. It was Zanny. It had I think really good special effects. Like uh, I think Chris, you said that right. Um, it, yeah, it was a fun movie. Like I said, I, I like movies that are aimed at children. I don't judge them based as an adult. I base it on whether children like it and. Uh, my oldest daughter, I remember her liking it as a kid. Uh, so uh, The Shadow, uh, it was forgettable. I, I actually, I, I know I've seen it. I couldn't even really tell you much about it. I don't even remember the chest hair, thank God. Uh, so I'm just going to say The Shadow uh, moves on as the worst one for me. And with that, The Shadow will be moving on, but we still need to hear from Jen. It kind of sucks that that means I have to watch The Shadow again to rem- like remind myself of how horrible it was. Because it's just like they said, it's really just not memorable. Um, Monkey Bone, I always call it Monkey Boner, just because it's fun to say. If you recall, uh, the character of Monkey Bone was played by John Turturro, who is hilarious, and I love him. And Brendan Fraser is like, you know, just, he's like right next to Betty White. He is like a gem. Um and yeah, I mean, I had fun with Monkey Bone. It was, it was different. It was new. Um, you know, the cinematography, like Chris was saying, was you know was very interesting. You know, the different shots that they used and everything. Um, so I am going to be going with the shadow as the worst movie. And the shadow picks up its fourth vote, having a dominant. I'm getting tired. The Shadow with a fourth vote is a dominant upset over Monkey Bone. And we'll be moving on to our... And I am losing it. (laughs) Have another drink, Jeff. (laughs) Uh, No, I wish that was the problem. Up next is our three-seed Crow, City of Angels, versus our 14-seed Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Up first is Tony. Yeah, so I think this is kind of best, you know, described as what we've said. A, a movie that, you know, was successful in the beginning and then producers saw dollar signs. Um, and that's so unfortunate because, you know, as a sequel to a film that is on our best comic list, The Crow is a phenomenal film. And if you haven't watched it, you should see it. Uh, the production around that is, you know, pretty insane and obviously very heartbreaking because the late Brandon Lee did pass away while uh, filming that film. Um, I I feel like this is just a film that didn't need to be made. I think it would have been better left off not being made. You would have honored Brandon Lee and the work he had put into the first film. Um, Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, it's another sequel. It probably shouldn't have been made, 
but at least it felt like it continued the ideas of the original a little bit better. And it didn't, you know, step on anybody else. It, it is uh, kind of legacy there. I, I enjoy the Sin City films. I, I think I spoke about that when I spoke about the spirit in a previous round. Uh, but so my vote goes to Crow City of Angels. And Crow City of Angels starts us off with the first vote. Chris? Yeah, this isn't tough, guys. Uh, a Dame to Kill For is not as good as the original Sin City, but Crow City of Angels is hot garbage. No one, We don't even need to sit here and discuss it because you knew that when the movie was announced and then when you saw the first trailer. Crow City of Angels is by far the worst movie. Get the hell to the next round, and we'll bitch about it there some more. And Crow City of Angels picks up a second vote. Jason? Yeah, personally, uh, I never gave City of Angels a fair shot. I, I couldn't do it. I, I remember when it came out, and I I just didn't have it in me after the late passing of Brandon Lee. Uh, it, it just it was too fresh. It, it hurt too much. And, and and that's not fair for City of Angels. I mean, I, it's still a terrible film, but I, I still couldn't get into it, even if it was a decent film. And I feel bad for it in that way. Uh, but maybe it was so bad, who cares? Uh, Sin City, not my favorite. Uh, I'm not I'm not a big fan of it. I can see why people do like it. So I, I can't fault it for not, you know, tickling my fancy. But um, Crow City of Angels definitely worse. Crow City of Angels picks up the third vote. Jen, you're muted, Jen. Oh, Jen got bit by the mute bug. Oh, no. Ah, oh, what's happening? We hear you now. Okay, because that's so weird. Um, so yeah, Sin City, I don't like Sin City, I don't like the cinematography, I don't, I don't really like anything about it, uh, I didn't like the original, um, A Dame to Kill For, I barely gave it a shot, to be honest, um, Crow City of Angels hurt, like Jason was saying, um, I thought it was very, mm, disrespectful of Brandon Lee's memory and how fantastic the first film was. Um, I, in light of that, I think I'm actually going to be giving the worst movie, oddly enough, to Crow City of Angels. And Crow City of Angels picks up another vote. Mike? You know, I don't know why you guys all are shitting on City of Angels so much. I mean, okay, yes. It gave us that Goo Goo Dolls Iris song that we all had to endure throughout the 90s. But, you know, honestly, it was one of Nicolas Cage's better performances. Yes, it had the depressing ending. Oh, wait, what? They tried to make a sequel to The Fucking Crow after (laughs) Brandon Lee and that tragedy and that whole thing. Fuck you. No, no, don't do that. Oh, God. I was talking a a couple rounds ago about how bad the cash grab was with TMNT3. That's even worse. Oh, just just no. Sin City 2 didn't. Yeah, it didn't capture the magic of the original in quite the same way. It didn't hit those highs, but it's clearly a better film than than Crow's City of Angels. Now, Crow's City of Angels is a bad movie and we will be talking about it more in the next round. And Crow City of Angels gets the sweep. Moving it on to the round of 32. Our second to last matchup here is X-Men Dark Phoenix versus the 10 seed of Venom. And up first is Chris. Only one of these movies stinks like a turd in the wind. And that movie is the worst iteration of maybe the best comic book X-Men story ever. Uh, The Dark Phoenix line in the comics is iconic, and there's a reason they've tried to make that movie twice, and there's a reason they've both failed. It's because the the script and all that is not in the capable hands of Kevin Feige and the rest of Marvel, which, now that it is, we will eventually, in 30 or 40 years, get to that. X-Men Dark Phoenix, as a guy who loves action movies, I fell asleep in in the middle of an action scene because it was so nonsensical. It was a scene on the train. I remember falling asleep in it and then waking up two or three minutes later and they were still on the train. I thought it had been like a half hour. And Leah looked at me. She goes, what's wrong with you? I said, this movie is terrible. 
My wife loves all the X-Men movies. She doesn't care. I, I'm smart enough to know that X-Men Dark Phoenix is not only a bad movie because it's a bad movie, but it's a worse movie because of the expectations of what the source material is. The source material tells you how to make that movie, and yet you've twice said, no, we can make it better. You're freaking wrong. X-Men Dark Phoenix moves on, and I guarantee I'll have more to bitch about later. And X-Men Dark Phoenix picks up the first vote. Jason? Yep, Chris, you're right. Dark Phoenix, what a miss. I I think the problem with it is they're trying to cram too much into too short amount of time. You know what I mean? I think it deserves a story arc that they just didn't quite get it, give it. And yeah, it's, it's just, it deserves more. Yeah, they tried again and it's not, it's not working. Uh, it's a shame too. I, I love the X-Men, but yeah, they're just kind of, Kind of missing the beat on them. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. What's what's Venom doing on here? I enjoyed Venom. Just, did anyone not enjoy Venom? I'm going to vote X-Men. X-Men picks up a second vote. Jen? Yeah, we are going to be... We're going to have plenty of time to talk a whole lot of trash about Dark Phoenix because that's going to get my vote. But let me just say, Venom. I actually really, really loved Tom Hardy. They didn't have him looking good the whole movie. You know, he, he looked like garbage. He looked like he was going through hell. Like, he didn't know he was sweaty, he was gross, he was wearing the same clothes the entire movie. It was real. It was more realistic to me than a lot of the other superhero movies. Like, because he's like, what the hell is wrong with me? And it shows. You know what I'm saying? It, it was... He wasn't perfect. And in a lot of these superhero movies, like, that, that's basically how it is. Like, you know, they're, they're these, you know, perfectly put together people, and he's not. And I love that. And I love Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. And he is hilarious. And I, I actually really, really, really enjoyed the Venom film. Dark Phoenix, hot garbage. It's going on. It's got to. And with the third vote, it will be, but... We still need to hear from Mike and Sony. Mike? You know, this is an interesting matchup because both of these films are their second try for their saga slash character. And in both cases, they really haven't gotten it right. X-Men in two tries didn't get Dark Phoenix right. Venom, it's their second try. They They didn't get Venom right. The primary issue with Venom, well, there's a lot of issues with Venom, but one of the one of the issues is that it's completely unmoored from Spider Man. And that just, I, that doesn't work for me. It's, it's not horrendous. At least Tom Hardy looks like he's enjoying himself. Like it's, it's at least a watchable movie. X-Men Dark Phoenix manages the, uh, nearly impossible task of making X3 the last stand look good by comparison. It's not a good version of that story. And, uh, you know, it, it has the weight of the previous uh, increasingly poor returns of the X-Men movies that had preceded it, but it's, it's just not a good version of that story. And we will be talking more about it later because it is getting my vote as well. And it is already moving on. And X-Men picks up a fourth vote. Tony, will this be a sweep? Uh, it will, but I'm going to use this to kind of shit on Venom a little bit more. Um, because I do enjoy (laughs) the film. Um, and I've already, I, I will get to say my piece about Dark Phoenix later. But yes, Mike said the quintessential part about Venom. It's not more than Spider-Man in any way, shape, or form. There's not a single semblance of Spider-Man. And I get it. I get it. Sony is has their heads so far up their ass that they don't know how to work with Disney properly. You, you want to let them use Spider-Man? Great. Let them use Spider-Man. Let them help you on the rest of your movies censoring myself there because i get passionate about this unless you are introducing null into your whatever you want to call it verse the god king symbiote that there is no reason that venom a symbiote starts out as inherently chaotic good there is no reason no reason at all i'm sorry he is not a good guy in the comics he starts out as this malicious villain that is so evil that it makes Peter Parker the sweetest lawful good boy ever. 
consider killing people. Like, this is not just a suit of power. This is a suit of cognition, thought, and evil intention. And it's only because he initially bonds with Peter that he even slightly considers the path of good. And it's not for years that he finally goes down it. So I think it's a fun movie if you want to ignore everything about the comics that make Venom incredible. Because he is a great character. And yes, I am actually very excited to see Carnage because I think they're finally going to do a symbiote correctly with Carnage if they just make it as evil as can be. Um, I'm hoping I will probably be disappointed because Sony... Please take your head out of your ass. Um, X-Men Dark Phoenix, I'll talk more shit about you later. And X-Men Dark Phoenix is still moving on to the next round. Our final matchup is going to be the two-seed of Elektra versus the 15-seed of Amazing Spider-Man 2. With our first and final vote of the night, Jason, you're on the board. I'm going to take it away here. Uh, I'm just going to take a different spin on this one. Uh, Just going to be a little bit fun. Uh... It's funny. Jen and I have this little thing with uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. I, I, we love, well, I love Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Eh, he's all right, but they have this SNL skit that we, we constantly quote. I won't bring it up because uh, you know, I don't want everyone to gag on the podcast here, but we quote it all the time. So it's so much fun. I love Emma Stone. Amazing Spider-Man Two was not a great film, but it's up against Elektra. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible, terrible. The only saving grace, uh, I'm going to bring this guy up, Tagawa. New Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. He's amazing in The Man in the High Castle. He's in Lost in Space. Teenage Mutant Ninja. This guy's done so much stuff. He's a fantastic actor. He's underappreciated in Hollywood. Uh, this dude, he did a great job in Elektra, as he always does. But Elektra as a whole was terrible. So, yeah, Elektra is my vote. And we get started with Electra, picking up the first vote. Jen? Freaking mute bug. Um, so, yeah, uh, I will tell you guys, because I'm not afraid of making you guys throw up. That skit is hilarious. It's basically they're filming the kiss scene, and neither of them know how to kiss properly. Because, like, they've never kissed anybody before. And they end up, like, sucking on each other's chins and shit. It's hilarious. But in saying that, I have actually never watched and i hate admitting this but i've never watched any of the andrew garfield's uh spider-man films i was so disappointed by the first trilogy that i just couldn't do it anymore until i saw tom holland and he's my spider-man now but electra holy cow i mean that movie was just so not electra like it it was just so bad, guys. I mean, we're going to talk about it a whole lot more later, I hope. But I'm my vote is going to end up going to Electra just because, I mean, it's just so bad, guys. It's so bad. And Electra picks up its second vote. Mike? The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a movie that I, I finally forced myself to watch, even though I knew it would be bad. And it was. It, it's just an absolute mess of a film it it sets up this fight with rhino at the beginning that it promises but then it it never really delivers at the end because it cuts off halfway through and the and the way that it does in the middle it's it's it completely butchers electro it it shoehorns in green goblin the the spider-man films they they especially the later ones they they definitely have this this problem with trying to overstuff themselves and do and do too much and the amazing spider-man 2 is the worst in that respect the saving grace of amazing spider-man 2 is that even though the build-up to it was not as strong as it could have been by any stretch they actually did the death of gwen stacy pretty well sorry spoiler alert if you're watching this or if you're listening to this sorry they they did it pretty well in terms of an Obviously, it was truncated, but they captured that moment and how it felt to Peter Parker and how he dealt with it and everything. They did a lot of that fairly well. And other than and beyond that, my previous the previous panelists have said it. Electra, 
is trash. It's garbage. It's a horrible, horrible movie. Jennifer Garner looks great in that movie. Don't get me wrong, but she's and and she does a, I guess, serviceable job with the material that she's presented with. But the material that she's presented with is absolutely awful. Electra is not a good movie, and it deserves to move on here. As bad as Amazing Spider-Man Two is, Electra is that much worse. And Electra picks up another vote. Tony? Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to get this out of the way and send it ahead. Electra is going on. I will talk at length about that. Um, it is so bad of a film that, and, and we electively moved Spider-Man 3 on very quickly against the one seed, like the <laughs> biggest upset of the whole entire bracket, and we moved Spider-Man 3 on. This movie is even worse. And it's still moving past, or it's still not getting moved to the next round because Elektra is just that much worse. I, I think Amazing Spider-Man 2 is just so convoluted, unnecessarily convoluted, and it's for me, it's it's that much worse because they didn't learn from the first time that they did this. It's like, oh, what killed our last trilogy? Putting too many villains in the movie at one time. What are we going to do in the second Amazing Spider-Man film? Put too many supervillains in the same film. I, I get wanting to set up the Sinister Six and trying to do that in three films. You can't do it, though. There's too much... We talk about rogue galleries and how... Batman has the best rogue gallery in all the comic books. But we ignore the fact that Spider-Man has probably just as good of a one. You've got Goblin, you've got Doc Ock, you've got Electro, you've got Mysterio. You've got so many phenomenal villains, and you're going to try to set that up in two films to get a Sinister Six film in your third one? It's not going to work. They all deserve screen time. They all deserve dedication. I'll talk more about Electra later because it gets my vote and it's going to move. That means it's moving on. But I just wanted to say my two cents about Amazing Spider-Man 2. And Chris. I don't share the disdain that Tony has for Amazing Spider-Man 2. There's something in that movie that I love. And it's the fact that they gave me the Gwen Stacy death that I have been thinking I was going to get for a long time. Like it gave me as not it wasn't comics accurate, but it was close. It was the same theme of what happened. Uh, and you don't know what killed her. Was it Spidey? Was it the ground? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, that being said, I've been adamant about the fact that Elektra is maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. I, I People shit on Catwoman a lot, and deservedly so. That movie's terrible. Elektra is much worse. Elektra is much worse. And the reason people don't shit on it is because it's freaking Elektra. So... No one really knew who that character was, aside from what? The eh, Daredevil movie that did okay. What bothers me about Elektra is that Elektra is like the one that they did the movie, and then they did her again in the Marvel show, and I still don't think they got the character right. So I, I don't know what I don't know what's so hard about this character to crack, but the Marvel show is so much closer. Elektra is a terrible movie. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Electra's terrible. I'm going to bitch about it more later at the theme for the night. But uh, move Electra on. And Electra will be doing just that. Well, we have finished out our round of 64, and our next show will be moving on to the round of 32. And boy, should we have some interesting matchups there after the decisions that we have made thus far. But just like that, if you like what we're doing here, and you want to help support what we've got going on, please feel free to visit us over at patreon.com. Uh, that's at patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. Uh, over there, you can help support us. We've got some additional shows uh, like Boozy Revisited, where we go over all the bad and tough decisions from the month before that we may have made and regret or don't regret and still want to support. Um, it's a fun time to kind of revisit some of the decisions that we had made and some that other people had made and uh, kind of go over what we had done. Um, also, you can also find us anywhere on social media at Boozy Bracketology, except for Twitter, where we're still Boozy Brackets, because they just don't have enough characters for us in the name. Uh, but feel free to catch us out uh, on social media. Talk to us anywhere. Uh, let us know what you think, whether it's good, bad, indifferent. Um, we're always there to 
kind of respond and see how you feel. Um, on that same note, you can also join us at The Lounge on Facebook. The Lounge. Uh, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. That's where we interact with all of our fans from our two shows, a Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. Uh, we love to interact over there, kind of get some of the inside ball game of the show and find out what we're thinking about some of the decisions and stuff that we make. So uh, we'd love to have you over there and uh, interact with you. But we have finished out a round of 64. We will see you on the next show. For the Boozy Bracketology, I have been Jeff. I've been Tony. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. I'm Jen. And I'm Mike. And we'll see you on the next one.